This is the official Waukee Community School District podcast, Talk the Walk, presented by Unity Point Health Des Moines. Welcome to another episode of the Talk the Walk podcast, the official podcast of the Waukee Community School District, presented by Unity Point Health Des Moines. My name is A.J. Ellingson, Communications Coordinator for the District. We're coming to you today with Eric Boyle and Jim Dewey, the Activities Directors at Waukee High School and Waukee Northwest High School, respectively. We'll get to that new high school and the memories of this past year in just a second. Let's start with an introduction. Why are you guys here? Why is this the job and the place that you choose to be? And uh, Jim, you can go first. Well, uh, 22 years ago when I took the job in the Waukee School District, uh, there are a lot of people who questioned whether, why this would be the right job to take. Um, but looking at uh, the community and the potential for growth in the community and the, and the already uh, excellent reputation that the, the school had from an education standpoint, uh, I thought it was a great opportunity. I was, I was still fairly young at the time. Uh, and uh, thought this would be a, a great way to uh, become an administrator and, and uh, try to build an athletic and activities program, and, and I think we've done a pretty good job of that. That's awesome. Eric? Uh, you know, I've been in, I was in West Des Moines for 20 years and um, starting to get to a point with my family where we were kind of conflicting of interest, and it was a nice opportunity for me to get back to some of the things that I love, which is athletics and activities. Um, and Waukee had an opportunity and I was fortunate to get hired over at Timberline. And then when Mr. Dewey made the decision to go Northwest, I thought it was another opportunity for me to maybe get involved in the high school area and help shape or reboot uh, athletic program. Um, simply because I, the experiences I had growing up in activities and athletics have shaped who I am, my character, my work ethic. Um, and, you know, I hope that for all of our kids in both programs as they move forward that we can continue with our coaches and our programs to shape experiences and, and the futures of a lot of our student athletes and activities. So this past year has been unique in about 97 different ways. What sticks out about this past year to you guys? Well, I think first and foremost, just the pandemic in general and everything that 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 uh, uh, brought to our decision-making process, uh, how we would administer events, how we would uh, have our individual teams uh, trying to keep them safe, uh, trying to keep our coaches and athletes safe, uh, the, the uh, COVID-19 protocols that we had to follow, state-mandated protocols, protocols that our district put in place, protocols that, that Eric and I put in place uh, with the coaches, that I think sticks out First and foremost, um, also I think just the fact that, that we went through a year where because of the, the pandemic, our crowd sizes were so limited and it just changed the entire atmosphere of so many of our events. Uh, and then the third thing I guess I would remember is, is just the tremendous uh, success that, that our athletes and coaches had uh, in so many different sports. Yeah, as I was thinking about this question, I remember back to end of May, and I spent a lot of this year leaning on Jim and his expertise and experience, and him saying, there's no way we're gonna have summer athletics, and then the governor within that week <laughs> said, here we go. And it was like, okay, now what? And um, that word pivoting became almost something we lived every single month. It was changing capacities, changing protocols. Um, 
thinking about protocols and having conversations with Nurse Joe and her staff in regards to, A, we start talking about contact tracing. I mean, I learned so many things about trying to keep athletes safe, trying to keep programs running, and making sure we're being healthy and safe throughout our district and our programs. Um, the other piece was probably um, how weird athletics felt because, like Jim said, never really experiencing a student section of full capacity on a Friday night, whether it was in the gyms or on the field. Um, and then, you know, I'm super grateful that I didn't have to do this alone. Um, I think about the for how fortunate I was to have Jim and him and I just bouncing ideas off each other and problem solving together would have been extremely daunting to me to do it by myself. And I think about all of our colleagues in other districts who maybe had to do that or to some, uh, some level on their own. Um, and then obviously how our kids and our coaches and families persevered to have an unbelievable year. It was uh, unique because for the better part of this year, you two were, as you mentioned, kind of working together in, in one activities department. How did you, how did that responsibility kind of shape the way you, you viewed this year as, you know, almost by the time we post this podcast, it, it does become two different activities departments as we get ready for next year? Well, I would start by echoing what Eric said in his last comments about the, the amount of time that we spent together, uh, either in my office or his office, just bouncing ideas back and forth. And, and, the, and he mentioned it, the fact that some of the other area athletic programs didn't have that opportunity. So that, that, that was a great benefit to both of us. We kind of put a plan in place, and, and I'll let him share more about what, you know, about what the plan might have been. But, you know, we talked in, in terms of, we know that we're splitting the staff, uh, our, our current coaches, our head coaches, and so we kind of went with an idea of that the coaches that would be with us in future years, that, that we would maybe take more of a leadership role in that particular sport. Uh, for example, if the girls basketball coach, Chris Guest, was going, had made that decision to go to Northwest, then, then I would maybe take more of a leadership role in that particular program. Uh, whereas, uh, for example, girls golf, where Marty Sullivan uh, is going to be a Waukee High School coach, that that was most of the responsibility fell on on Eric. So we we kind of went into it with that idea, and knowing that yeah, as you mentioned, that day has come now where where we have split. Uh, well, maybe it hasn't come completely because we still have uh, the, the baseball and softball programs that we're still working together. We're both at at the events at night and. and uh, we will continue to do that to the end of the summer. Yeah, I mean, again, early in the year, it's been a, a, a interesting transition because the beginning of it, we spent so much time focused on COVID and just trying to get activities and athletics into play. And that first semester, it was like truly teammates working together. And then it became weird in the fact that there were moments where we're teammates collaborating, and then there are other moments where I got to take that hat off, and now I got to think as the Waukee AD, and, and Jim needs to advocate or do things that are in the best interest of the Northwest, and then take those hats off and come back together as one team. I mean, we had to be pretty fluid and flexible about who we are and the roles we were living on a day-to-day, -day, maybe even an hour-by-hour -hour basis. And then for me, it was, I spent a lot of time interviewing. I mean, we had to hire 16 head coaches um, so we spent a lot of time trying to make sure we were 
working through that prof process and hiring the best candidates possible. Um, and the other piece that I think maybe sometimes do people don't appreciate about uh, our roles is most of our programs were split at the lower levels. And so Jim and I spent a lot of nights that would have been maybe down nights at the gym or at the football field because you have five or seven teams playing in a season where next year it'll be three. And so managing, okay, who's playing tonight? Is it Waukee High School basketball or Northwest basketball at 10th grade? And then making sure we got people going to the right places on the right nights. I mean, it's been a juggling act. And uh, again, I'm super grateful to have Jim leading the way and helping me out through this first year. Ideally, I would have loved to have had 6,000 people in the stands so I truly understand what a Friday night looks like and maybe what halftime activities look like. Um, and I guess we'll learn that by fire this year. So we've touched it a little bit that the amount of the incredible achievements of this school year, um, the state championships, the incredible performances you knew. How did Shrek go? The music, oh, it was, it was amazing. How did the boys go? Oh, they won another state title. I mean, that conversation happened a lot. How do you guys, I mean, you're involved in, but then sometimes you, when it comes to that, you, you kind of get the best seat in the house to watch that success happen. How did you guys view that, and how much did you enjoy just, just watching that? I'll, I'll uh, give Eric the first shot at this because I always talk, and then he has to try to come up with an answer after I've said some, some of the points, so I'll let him start this one. Well, one thing that I, I learned and appreciate and I'm definitely going to have to grow in is statistics because Mr. Dewey is a walking statistic book, and I know he's probably got it all listed out. I think for me, um, growing up in a small town and then going to be a middle school principal, like last year when softball, baseball qualified for state, I was super excited because I mean sometimes perspective doesn't always land on kids at this age and my thing was is not everybody gets to go to state every time you go into competition right and then we get into this year and we've only had three teams that didn't qualify for state and so and then we've had five win state titles so for me it's it, we're truly blessed to have high expectations high standards families who are there to support kids to go out and pursue their dreams, and then kids who are just unbelievable work ethic, commitment to excellence, and it shows night in and night out. Um, it's just been truly fun and a blessing to be on the sidelines supporting these kids and watching them do amazing things. Just to add to what Eric said, you know, he, he mentioned uh, the experience last summer of baseball and softball qualifying and, and how how accustomed our community is to that just happening. And that, that's a credit to our community and to our athletes and our coaches that it, it is that expect, expectation. So uh, for our teams to qualify, uh, Eric said it a couple times to me, that it, it, it was just like that was just part of business as usual that, that we qualify, whereas in, there are communities where uh, qualifying for a state tournament is maybe seemed to be a bigger deal. And, and I, I guess I would... Uh, say to the listeners, it is a big deal, and assure our, our community that, that we're so proud of every one of our teams that qualifies and, and, and uh, advances down the state tournament trial. I have to correct Eric, we've won no. six state titles instead of five. <laughs> but th this year, I've, I've said it most many times this year, uh, this is kind of the, the, 
the defining accumulation of, of what has been developing in Waukee for so many years. And, and, and now we are at our peak where uh, we were the biggest school in the state. And, and you hear for years about, well, Valley is the biggest school. That's why they're good. Well, there's some truth to that. But uh, it also takes a, lo a lot of work by coaches and, and athletes and parents and community. And, and so this year was kind of that defining moment where we are one still. We, we were the biggest school in the state. We did have tremendous athletes, and, and all those athletes and coaches and, and community contributed to, you know, arguably maybe the best athletic season ever by any school in Iowa, and, and we're so grateful for that and for that opportunity uh, and so proud of it. This is the Talk the Walk podcast presented by Unity Point Health Des Moines, featured guests Jim Dewey and Eric Boyle. It's hard to turn the page on a year when there's still two teams going, but Let's let's branch into what next year will look like. It's it's going to be different. Um, how do you foresee this this change impacting you, our students, our teams, our coaches? Well, for me, the biggest thing is getting a new wardrobe. Um, <laughs> I I joke with Eric and and uh, and his eight nine Timberline AD about how I've got a lot of clothes that that have to find a home. And uh, and so I'll be turning some of that stuff over. So first and foremost, yeah, it's, it's going to be different for me personally, just because for a long time, the Waukee Warriors was was pretty much all I thought about. And and uh, whether it was thinking about our successes in in vocal or instrumental music or quiz bowl or whatever it was, or, or one of our sports teams, it was always focused on Waukee and Waukee Warriors and purple and gold. So that'll be a big change for me. The fact that, that I think our district has done a, a really good job of, of preparing for this, preparing for the transition, uh, I think our students are ready for it. Uh, I think our students that will be on the north and, and west side of, of our community uh, are ready to make that, that transition to, to become a wolf, uh, to become the Northwest Wolves. Uh, and are excited about it. And it doesn't hurt that, that we do have the new facility and, and there's a lot of excitement around that and, and about how nice things are. And I would, I would make a point though that uh, there's so many things at Waukee High School that, that you can't be, I mean, there, there's not a Waukee Fieldhouse anywhere. Uh, and, and the fact that, that our Waukee athletes, Waukee High School athletes will still have that facility uh, they, they shouldn't feel bad about that, and they shouldn't listen to the to those that say, "Oh, well, Waukee Northwest has all the new stuff," because there's some there's some things that are really special about Waukee High School. Yeah, I, I think you know one thing I've taken away from COVID is the fact that kids are resilient. I mean, kids are able to adapt and, and change easier than adults do sometimes. Um, I see the impact for us right now is it provides opportunity, maybe opportunity to participate, opportunity to play, but it also maybe gives opportunity for kids to assert different roles that they maybe wouldn't have had as we start to split and numbers maybe get a little smaller to start, like assuming leadership roles and being out in front maybe a little bit more than they maybe would have had an opportunity to. So I think. Um, Every time there's change, there's opportunity for new experiences, new traditions. And um, with our student body and Mr. Jessman and the leadership team at Waukee High School, I'm excited for maybe a reboot or um, taking some of what exists right now that's great and trying to give it a new flavor and, and see what the future holds for us. 
the keyword, uh, one of the keywords I should say is, is opportunity. I mean, there's going to now be two shortstops. There's going to be two leads in this. How big of a deal is that? I mean, we both touched on just the, the role that athletics plays or the role activities plays in, in the lives and where you are. How big of a deal will that be to, to offer that opportunity to essentially double um, what we have already? Well, I think we're seeing it already at the lower levels. I think Eric mentioned it earlier when he was talking about some of our role and the challenges that we had in scheduling. And, and we already have um, and have had two freshman baseball teams and two freshman basketball teams and two sophomore whatever. And so we already are seeing that where uh, – more kids are getting that opportunity, as you mentioned, two shortstops. And, and it's, it's neat to see because uh, if we had not made the split, we would have had that second shortstop or, or that third shortstop or fourth, fourth shortstop that would never get a chance to participate. And now we know that that's going to happen for them, and it's going to happen in, in all of the sports. And so that that's an exciting thing to think about. Uh, Provide, as we mentioned, the word opportunities, and it goes across the board no matter what the sport is or what the activity is. It's just it's going to be something where uh, at each school more kids are going to take ownership in, in the successes uh, or failures, uh, and, and more kids are going to just have that opportunity. Right, and I, I think the big piece is we want kids engaged in our school culture, right? Um, research shows if you're engaged, then positive things usually happen in the classroom and in the hallways and things like that. And we both want tremendous strong cultures at both schools. So being engaged is obviously one of the positives between the split. And again, I think another piece of it is, is when you get to be in different leadership roles or whatever, some of those ingredients that lead to success don't change. Like you maybe get a better understanding of what hard work really means and being dedicated and showing up at 6 a.m. But now, instead of just worrying about yourself, you got to worry about whoever's in your your uh, team, your position, or whether you're in the band, variety of different areas where now all of a sudden you're maybe encouraging or aspiring kids to want to come with you. So um, I think the opportunity is great for kids to learn a whole different experience that maybe they wouldn't have gotten a year ago and um, see what they do with it. You've both touched on kind of how the, the coaching staffs that you have uh, assembled. I just, I just kind of want to learn more about kind of what you were looking for, how you wanted to, to um, find all of the leaders of this program, because uh, we've talked about the exciting opportunities for, for our athletes, it's an exciting time and opportunities for coaches. What were you looking for as you built the, the team that will work around you? Well, fortunately or, or unfortunately, I guess for me, I didn't have to do it quite as much as, as Eric did. So I didn't have to make quite as many hires. But in, in, in my hires that I made, I, I was looking for similar type of characteristics and attributes that our current staff has. Because I, I think the, the, the culture and the program that we've built uh, is one that I would want to take with us to, out to Northwest. And so as I looked at, at coaching hires and, and possible coaches, that I think that was first and foremost in my mind was uh, getting the, some of those same kind of uh, workers that had the same work ethic and, and uh, had some of the same core values that some of our current coaches had. Because you have to have, I mean, it has to be a good mesh. Uh, I've, I've talked for years about our athletic program being one team. And even though we have 21 different sports, uh, we're still one team, and so the, that one team has to be able to work together.
Yeah, I mean, I would agree. There are definitely characteristics and traits that are established in the current culture that I was looking for, hard work. Um, some of the pieces that definitely were focal points for us was collaboration. Like, how do we work together, not only as your staff in the football program, but with all other programs to make sure all kids can be successful, especially if we got to share kids. Um, another piece was just trying to, who's going to be inclusive? Who's going to bring kids along, build participation numbers, um, get out and, and build a foundation? Um, that was important to us was how do we build program from the bottom up? Like start with our six, seven and start building those kids. How do we develop interest at elementary feeders? So kids maybe who don't know what volleyball is or haven't ever thought about being in the play, we can start to light that fire in an early age and then provide them opportunities throughout our system as they grow into the high school. Um, and then, you know, we believe that character matters. And just like it has for 21 years with Jim, we want people who are gonna do things the right way and, and be role models for our student athletes on how, how to live their lives. This is the part of, the, it's usually our kid question of the week. It's harder to do during the summer. It's not easily accessible to find a classroom. So I went to the person I thought would represent kids the most, the best, and that was our school to work intern, Hayden Hoxmeyer. Uh, so I have to give him credit for the kid question of the week. It's a great question. So dinner for four, there's four seats at the table. You guys are one of them. Who are the other three people at the table at that dinner? Um, at that dinner for each of you. I'll, I'll let Eric answer this one first. <laughs> oh. Wow, on the spot. On the spot. It's the, the kid, that's um, what the kid question. Usually, it's about best pizza flavor or something like that. This is. I would have been okay with that question. So, three other people are at the table. Three other people. Yeah, for a total of four. You're you're in one of the chairs. There's three open chairs. Um, I would probably say I'm going to take my dad with me. Um, I'd probably put John Wooden there. And then the last one's a tough one. Probably, I got a lot of athletes going through my mind, but more times than not, I wanna spend time with somebody I can learn from, um, not necessarily just relive glory moments. <laughs> um, but I'll make it quick and I'll just say, we'll take Jordan along with us. You'd learn some basketball. With, That's for with sure. Me. It'd be a good conversation all night long about basketball, which I'm okay with. I might struggle to find four. I, I'll, I, would, I was going to start with, I would probably invite Dr. Buck because you got to keep your boss happy. <laughs> um, but I was going to say my father as well. Uh, you know, Eric and I are, are similar in that, that we kind of followed in the paths of our, of our dads. Uh, so I would, I would definitely want my, my dad to be there. Uh, he took my John Wooden because that is my favorite. He is my favorite all-time coach. Um, we could take Jordan out and you could just join us. And we could make it <laughs> yeah, a table of five. Maybe, maybe we could just pool our tables together and, and just have one meal with, with, with the names that we've said already. We know the restaurant owner, so we'll, we'll <laughs> let that happen. We appreciate you guys making time for this. I know it's a really busy time for you guys, and uh, we're excited to watch both of the programs compete. Uh, this next year and for years to come. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Talk the Walk podcast. Stay tuned for another episode in just a couple of weeks.
Thanks for listening to Talk the Walk, the official podcast of the Waukee Community School District, presented by Unity Point Health Des Moines.